The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sproat Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada, Idaho and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world. With the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 90 years in our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A.D.B. Lotbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are in the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please, don't hesitate to call the phone number 
designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we honor the memory of all military service people who gave their lives while in active duty. We honor their dedication, their loyalty, and the ultimate sacrifice to fight for the very freedom we enjoy today. Our military actively work to better service our country, and we should, in turn, pray for them, that the Lord will watch over them, protect them, and keep our armed forces safe and in His precious care. Today we are celebrating Memorial Day in remembrance of all who have fought and died for our country. When joining the military, recruits are placed under intense training, preparing them for possible combat. To be combat ready, intense training and discipline is learned, which awakens senses and physical abilities never used before. Upon completion, the trainee is given specific ranking in their chosen field of service, ready to do battle. For a child of God, he takes with him that extra armor of Jesus, leading and guiding him as he calls upon his precious name, Jesus, for protection, guidance, and comfort till the very end. Even in our daily lives, the Lord strengthens our heart, mind, and soul with good things from above, even during times of stress and turmoil, because He loves us. Our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn sings this inspiring and heart-moving rendition of Remind Me, Dear Lord. Words to this beautiful song is provided. So please, won't you sing along with the choir? The choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ.
Whether it's walking through dark jungles or standing on dusty hills, being able to lay down one's cares and fears to the Lord is truly one of many benefits of being the Lord's own. If you put your faith in Him and center your heart with His living Word, your journey through life will be strengthened. The church band directed by head pastor William M. Hahn Jr. will play for you the song entitled, Down by the Riverside.
It's a privilege to do the Lord's bidding, and today I would like to sing for you the wonderful melody entitled, Jesus is Passing This Way. Playing background will be Head Pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. on piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on bass, Mason Asano, Sr. on guitar, and Iris Locke on the drums. Is there a heart that is waiting, longing for pardon today? Hear the glad message we bring you. Jesus is passing this way, coming in love and in mercy. Now unto him go. Open your heart to receive him. Pardon and peace he'll bestow. Jesus is passing this way. This way. Passing this way today. Listen, the Spirit is calling. Jesus will freely forgive. Why not this moment accept Him? Trust in God's mercy and live. He is so tender and loving. He is so near you today. Open your heart to receive Him while He is passing this way. is passing this way, this way today. Jesus says passing this way is passing this way today. Testimonies from former military members explain how our Lord Jesus watched and protected them through their tour of duty. A Vietnam veteran remembered attending service one night and was blessed with a vision from the Lord. The vision showed him that it was the Lord who took him through every venture into the jungles of Vietnam and delivered him. He thought it was of his own strength, but Jesus showed him otherwise. The landmines that he stepped on, which didn't explode, it was Jesus. The poison dots that ripped through his boots that should have killed him, but only made him sick, it was Jesus. 
the Lord revealed it to him that when the battle was at its thickest, the prayers of the faithful was at its strongest. It is God who gathers our prayer warriors together, watching and praying in one heart, mind, and one accord for the protection and safe return of our service members. The choir will sing their second number for you entitled, United We Stand.
The clarinet section will now play for you the number entitled, I am on my way to heaven. The daughters of Judah standeth ready to sing to the Lord, and for you, dear television viewers, a beautiful song entitled, Jerusalem. I would like to dedicate today's number to Mr. Joel Alveri of Honolulu, Hawaii. Joel, may the good Lord bless your day, and may he continue to watch over you and keep you in the safety of his loving arms. Have a blessed Sunday.
Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jandak, and I would like to review our television time station and locations in the coming years for our viewing audience. Especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, this telecast can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in Los Angeles, California, and Newmore, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZZZ-TV, channel 214 of Salt Lake City, Utah, Hustle, Idaho, and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit the website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our gospel service here on State Hawaii. Service is held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service is at 10 a.m. and divine healing service at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Komiki Branch Church located at 1361 Colorado Avenue, services of the gospel are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor Isle branch churches. Uh, service is also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakake Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth L. Verrier in Lahaina Maui, by Pastor Walter I. T. in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kiwara Sr. in Kolo, Hawaii, by Pastor Hedemasau in Bagalong, Pikawain, and Pastor Vesemasau in Pesanoosco, Guatemala, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, you decide to volunteer to contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And I would like to return our program back to our Associate Pastor, Trustee Edwin Sport Sr., who will bring forward a Spirit-directed and Spirit-infinite sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. One of the reasons we feel truly blessed is because we have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the Kingdom of God with you, our television viewer, viewers and congregation through these weekly telecasts. Mankind's human instincts often cause him to embrace sin and shun the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice and call to everlasting life through his plan of salvation. However, it is our sincerest prayer today that everyone will take heed to his commandments to repent and be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that as a result of the gospel message we bring you today, entitled, Honoring Our Armed Forces on Memorial Day, we will all move a step closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Memorial Day is a day set aside in America for honoring the members of our armed forces who have died in defending the freedom enjoyed by all Americans, and also those who have fled their native lands to take advantage of the opportunities and privileges only found in America the beautiful, the land of the free and the home of the brave. This day originated during the Civil War 
when a Virginia woman of French descent, accompanied by others, decorated the graves of both Union and Confederate soldiers. Many think she chose May 30th because on that date, Napoleon's body was returned to France from the Isle of St. Helena. Therefore, Memorial Day is one of the most glorious and sacred of America's patriotic holidays. In May of 1868, General John A. Logan, Commander-in-Chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, proclaimed that this day be utilized for decorating the graves of the Union soldiers. And in the beginning, it was called Decoration Day. Memorial Day is also observed with parades and loved ones, placing flowers on the graves of those who have died. Ceremonies are also held at the grave of the unknown soldier in the National Cemetery at Arlington, Virginia. In France, graves of American soldiers who fought in World War I and II are also decorated by both Frenchmen and Americans. Thanks be to God for the freedom we enjoy because of others who fought and died to secure our freedom. One day the Lord Jesus Christ was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper. And while Simon, his family, and Jesus Christ were there, a woman came in with an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, one of the most costly oils then in existence. Mary broke the narrow neck of the small flask and began to pour the perfume on the head of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of those at the table were indignant about her actions. In the New Testament book of John, Judas Iscariot began murmuring in John 12, 5 through 6, saying, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This, he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. The Lord Jesus Christ proclaimed in Mark 14, 7 through 9, For you have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me you have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto the wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world. This also that she hath done shall be spoken of for her a memorial of her. The deed Mary did upon the Lord Jesus Christ after 1900 years is still full of fragrance and the story of her love and devotion has spread throughout the face of the earth and speaking of a memorial, Acts 10, 1 and 2 denotes there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Cornelius, a Roman centurion, was a Gentile, and the Gentiles were despised by the Jews, who considered them as outcasts from God and not privileged to enjoy his blessings. Reading on in Acts 10, 3 and 4, it says, He saw a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said, Thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. 
Now the Lord Jesus Christ was instructing Peter, as stated in Acts 10, 10 through 15. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him. And it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not common. In the law of Moses, the Israelites were commanded to not eat of certain unclean animals. However, the Lord Jesus Christ was teaching Peter a lesson which he eventually learned. And in Acts 10, 19 through 22, while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom, thou, whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among the nations of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee in his house and to hear words of thee. And in Acts 10, 25 to 28 we read, And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come into one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. And reading on in Acts 10, 34 to 35, 38 to 40, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Acts 10, 43 and 44 further states, to give him all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Here we see that the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius received God's Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues just as the Jews did on the day of Pentecost. Peter then asked his, this question in Acts 10, 47 and 48. Can any man forbid water, that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Hence, we see this wonder-working miracle and memorial unto God, effected through the prayers of Cornelius. 
And we also see that salvation was brought unto the Gentiles to confirm God's word that Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for the sins of the whole world. We see that the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia were baptized into Christ as stated in Galatians 3.27. For as many of you who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The Colossians were also buried with him in baptism as documented in Colossians 2.12. Buried with him in baptism were all, wherein also ye are also risen through him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. The gospel commandment given by the Lord Jesus Christ to Nicodemus and to all mankind is declared in John 3, 5. It reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2, 38. That reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And to be born of the Spirit is to speak in God's unknown tongue or language, which verifies that we have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost according to God's Word. Some may ask, why is the name of Jesus Christ so important? The scriptural answer is found in Acts 4.12, which states, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And the name of Jesus Christ is a name above every other name, both in heaven and in earth, and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. In addition, others may question the scriptural reference. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The key truth here is that the term name is in the singular form and refers to the name Jesus Christ as opposed to the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And God's full promise for remission of sin is given only by using the name of Jesus Christ, which denotes that the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Spirit is Jesus. In Colossians 2.9 it states, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And the Apostle Paul also instructs in Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. 1 John 2, 22 and 23 adds this instruction. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. He that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. There are three manifestations, but only one true God, Jesus Christ himself. Let us now focus upon another memorial referred to as the Passover, or what is termed today as the Lord's Supper. And the Passover is a type of Christ, our Redeemer. Luke 22, 7 and 8 remarks, Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. We find that the Passover, or the Last Supper, was held in the upper room in Jerusalem, 
where the 120 disciples tarried for God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Luke 22, 15 through 16 states, And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. This was the last true Passover. And the Passover celebrates God's deliverance of his people from their bondage and captivity in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord Jesus Christ gave them a new memorial called the Lord's Supper, of which the purpose was to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his death until he returns to call up his bride, the church. The, this memorial points to the wonderful deliverance of a sinner from the bondage and power of sin and the devil. With this memorial, the Lord Jesus Christ removed his people from the old covenant or testament under a new covenant described in Luke 22, 19 to 20. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and, said, and gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. On Saturday, the Lord Jesus Christ lay in the tomb. And on Sunday, he rose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. And the disciples met together on the first day, Sunday, to worship and break bread. Acts 27 adds this note. <clears throat> and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. 1 Corinthians 10, 16-17 also states, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. This commemoration of the Lord's Supper used the cup and the bread to express the true union of all believers who are cleansed by the blood and his body that was sacrificed for all on the cross of Calvary. 1 Corinthians 10, 22 to 20, 21 and 22 further states, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? The answer is a definite no. And this verse speaks of our separation unto the Lord Jesus Christ in all things. And 2 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18 gives us this exhortation. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and will be a father unto ye, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We are <clears throat> to separate ourselves from all uncleanness, unholy things, and evil people. And Christian believers must be separated unto the Lord Jesus Christ. We live in this world, but we are not a part of the evil in the world. And our duty as Christians is to refuse all appearances of evil in this life. It was the unbelievers in the world who crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Not, all, not until we live a truly separated Christian life can we have full fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, and begin to bear fruit in the Lord's gospel work. 1 Corinthians 11.20 therefore tells us, when you come together therefore into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Partaking of the Lord's Supper is in remembrance of him and his precious blood that he shed for the remission of sins of the whole world. The Lord's Supper should be taken 
only by those who have complete faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and are diligent in serving him till he returns in clouds of glory for his church. Therefore, 1 Corinthians 11, 26 and 28 states, For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. The Lord's Supper is the second ordinance of the church behind water baptism, which is the first. It is a very serious thing to take the Lord's Supper. And if anything is wrong between ourselves and the Lord Jesus Christ, we should repent and ask for his forgiveness before taking it. 1 Corinthians 11, 31, 32 adds this exhortation. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Hence, all true born-again believers must examine themselves and confess their sins before the Lord Jesus Christ to escape his judgment. General MacArthur made this reference in speech, in a speech where he quoted from an old army song which states, Old soldiers never die. However, today we are here to present a soldier in the gospel. The Apostle Paul, who was a soldier of the cross for the Lord Jesus Christ, realizing that he had only a short time left, he was comforted in knowing that his soul and spirit would live on forever in Christ Jesus. Paul, formerly called Saul, was the chief persecutor of the Christians, doing, doing all he could to put them in jail and have them killed. However, one day he had a face-to-face -face meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ on the dusty road to Damascus. Acts 9, 3 through 6 denotes this meeting, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. In Acts 9, 11 through 12, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to Ananias, and the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Paul was a chosen vessel for the Lord and suffered greatly for his name's sake. Ananias therefore laid hands on Paul, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost and was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. From that day on, he became one of the most effective soldiers for the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul also states in 2 Timothy 2.4, No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And in 2 Timothy 4.7, the Apostle Paul gives us this exhortation, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also love is appearing. Like the Apostle Paul, we too must fight the good fight of faith to be prepared to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in clouds of glory when he calls up his waiting bride, the church, saying, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. 
Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edmund H. Sproat Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Bringing our program to its conclusion will be the church band to play Bought with a Price.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.